Hello, this is Sue Jackson on Finding Human, and it's really good to be here. I wasn't here last week. I had to do a podcast. Sorry about that. But it's good to be back, especially with two of my very favorite men sitting opposite me here, Peter Bailey from Israel and Philip Weyers, who is an angetrode family, mishpocha of mine now, my cousin Phil. It's wonderful to have you both here. Peter is here to launch his book, um, Street Names in Israel, which is going to be tomorrow night at the Cyril Harris uh, Center at 7.30. I'll be there with him, and we're going to be having a chat, and we'd really like you to come along for that. Um, now, we are our topic today is meaningful coincidences and synchronicity. There is a saying that the universe is always speaking to us, sending us little messages, causing coincidences and serendipities, reminding us to stop, to look around, to believe in something else, something more. What do you think, Cousin Phil? Cousin, I think good morning to everybody. Um, I think it is entirely valid what you say. What I do think, though, is that we ourselves need to be receptive to this. We need to have our eyes and ears open and have a state or frame of mind um, that allows us to accept this, to recognize these, these coincidence, uh, coincidences and opportunities and um, exploit them when they do come along. And when I say exploit, I don't mean necessarily financially. I mean just to broaden one's scope and enrich one's lives. Almost to move into whatever life is showing us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, Peter, what do you feel about synchronicities and coincidences? It's something that's followed me most of my life, Sue. Um, my wife always says that I've got some sort of sixth sense. When sensing that somebody's connected or is going to be connected, um, and I find it very strange meeting people um, and making connections and finding common connections, finding people that we are connected with. Um, and I find particularly in Israel with the Jewish community there, um, everybody knows everybody, whether it's a factor of the global Jewish community being such a small, minuscule percentage of the world community, of the global community, mm. We're just a tiny little family, and that's why we might be all connected. all connected. But when one gets involved in situations like I invited Philip to to Israel for the celebration of the 100th anniversary of the Balfour Declaration, and we'll talk about it later, but a whole new avenue opened up for me, for Philip, and for you. Absolutely. Uh, it certainly did, and... And Peter is to blame for that, Phil. We'll get to him shortly. <laughs> just wanted to tell you that the word synchronicity actually uh, came into popular use, I don't know if you know it, by the Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung. He actually first brought it in, and he said it was meaningful coincidences where two or more signs seem to randomly occur and are connected And we ourselves find meaning. Now, no one else can give us the meaning of these coincidences. We ourselves have to find it. So um, he said that synchronicity is equal to coincidences in which highly improbable events occur. And that actually makes sense. He says it's the coming together of inner and outer events in a way that cannot be explained by cause and effect and that is meaningful to the observer. And so I could say to someone, you know, what happened, which we're going to discuss now with with Peter, was, uh, you know, just a random event. But if you actually look at everything that occurred at the time from inviting you, Phil, um, it, it all came together and became meaningful to the three of us. Absolutely. So, Peter, you start. We might have to, you know, interrupt for an advert, <laughs> but we're going to start with you. How did this start? Do you remember? Oh, actually, I've got to go back one. I was on air with Isaac Resnick, and we were discussing General Smuts and the Jews of South Africa. I then got 
off air and as I turned my phone on there was a message from my daughter to say mom this has just come through from Telfed in Israel my daughter lives in Israel to say that there is a teal to um, uh, uh, Ramat Yohanan uh, uh, Kibbutz in um, in Israel and that Philip Veyers was going to be there uh, General Smuts's great grandson and Peter Bailey's organizing it so I phoned Peter Okay, Peter, you take over. Well, first of all, let's start with the name Ramat Yochanan, the kibbutz. From what I can understand, and Phil can probably help me out, one of the Obas Jan Smuts's favorite haunts was Obas Kopi, the hill behind the big house. Yes. Now, Ramat Yochanan means the hill of, of, of Yochanan, the hill of Jan. Ah. So there's a double meaning there. It's it's his favorite place, but it is established on a hill. Uh, the, the kibbutz is established on a hill, and that's why it's called Ramat Yochanan. And to me, that's the very first coincidence here, that the Ramat and, and uh, Smuts copy. And Obas the Arini copy. copy. Yes. Yeah. Um, it all started uh, with the realization that uh, the Belfort Declaration was coming, and me having a great interest in history and involved with Telfed, the South African Zionist Federation in Israel, I contacted Doron Klein, the uh, the director of Telfed, and I said to him, Doron, we've got to do something about uh, the Balfour Declaration because Jan Smuts was an integral part of that. Uh, he said, well, he said, I've been invited onto a Balfour Centenary Committee for Israel and would you like to attend the meetings, which I did. And I met a wonderful group of people from there, from the American Historical Societies, the British Historical Society, the Balfour Society, and I told them about Jan Smuts. Yeah. And they were astounded. I, I, I was astounded even more that people from Britain had no idea of the part played by Jan Smuts. And they said they had actually sent an invitation to Philip. But there was a problem with airfare, and they couldn't raise the money. I said, I will contact Philip, and I will invite him, uh, which I did. Well, why I, did you do that? How, you, you and Philip had known each Philip other prior I, to this? Philip and I were both in the glass industry for many, many years, and we found a connection from our military experiences, both having again. served in the military and both being involved with military veterans affairs. So that was also a synchronistic event in that Connectivity, mm. absolutely, um, and I became a regular visitor to to the to the big house, to Smuts House, where Philip very kindly arranged me to do research in the library, uh, in Jan Smuts's library, and it was absolutely wonderful for me. Just wait right there. So let's go over to you for a minute, Phil. So you then heard from Peter. What was your initial reaction? I thought, wow. But let me preface what I'm going to say. But when Peter says that um, he started visiting the big house in Irene. Um, let me just add to that that Peter was a, a a major supporter of the big house in Irene. He, he wasn't just a visitor; he was a major supporter. And if ever there was help required, now Peter, the big house is Smuts Smuts House Museum. Yeah, mm-hmm. Peter would be a, at the head of the queue, um, and and that was always hugely appreciated, not only by me, um, particularly those as with Peter being a friend, um, but by all of us. I then get a message out of the blue from from Peter. Um, and I hadn't spoken to him since he made, since he and Jeannie had made Aaliyah. And there's a message on WhatsApp from Peter Bailey. I thought, my gracious me, what, what's going on here? <laughs> this is good. Made my day. And he said, um, after we chatted a bit, he said, you know, interested in coming to, to Israel for the Centurion of the Balfour Declaration. I saw, you know, twist my arm. It's the one up behind my neck. <laughs> and, um, it sort of, it sort of progressed from there. And, um, Peter did uh, extraordinary, went extraordinary efforts to uh, to get me onto the antiquated aircraft to to tell it me. Just wait there. From talk to music, from Johannesburg to Israel, from sport to business, this is one hundred one point nine High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson on Finding Human. The topic today is meaningful coincidences and synchronicities. And my guests in the studio are Peter Bailey and Philip Bayers, and we are discussing how the three of us actually, the synchronistic arrival of the three of us together in this universe at the same time uh, in Israel. And Phil was telling us about the antiquated aircraft, the LL, (laughs) that he flew to Israel in. 
Okay. So yeah, um, yeah that um, that was the the end of the or the, or the end of phase one um, of Peter's efforts. But I think uh, probably Peter should explain a bit more about um, what he went through and and uh, he and, and Joel and Rob and Eric and the guys went through to uh, actually get me there and who was involved because it was um, that's where it, that's where the bomb burst actually began. And you know what I have noticed talking about the bomb burst is that you are actually becoming very um, Israeli, you know, with your Aliyah and... Uh, <laughs> Who would ever have thought? <laughs> okay, Peter, let's go back to you. Well, as I say, Philip was saying earlier, Philip accepted the invitation with alacrity. Um, in fact, You I didn't to, warn him I about the to, aircraft. I had to untwist his arm because he had twisted it himself. Um, <laughs> We arranged funding in Israel. Um, we put together a plan where, where various organizations contributed, and so we brought Phil to Israel. Uh, I visited Kibbutz Ramat Yochanan on a few occasions to arrange the visit, and then the other strange coincidence occurred. I met on the Kibbutz a gentleman by the name of Meir Yofi. Yes. And Meir Yofi is the head of education for the regional council that that Kibbutz falls into. But he looked pretty familiar. And uh, I questioned him about his connection to South Africa. I says, I have a first cousin in South Africa. My cousin is Judge Mayer Joffe. We named after the same family member. He's Mayer Joffe because he's in an English-speaking country. And I'm Mayer Joffe because I'm in Israel. <laughs> um, and he was fascinated by the whole Smuts story. But he didn't really know who Jan Smuts was and what he had done. Um, they had a whole pictorial record on the kibbutz. Uh, of Smuts and his letters and, and whatever that he had sent to British officials to try and push the Jewish homeland in Palestine. Um, I have actually brought a folder of copies of all these documents with me for our very good friend Richard Stein, yeah. uh, who wrote the book Smuts Churchill and Churchill and Smuts, or Churchill right. and Smuts. Uh, and this is information that he never had access to because the originals of these documents have all been on Kibbutz Rabat Yochanan for years and years. So there is synchronicity in that as well. And I'm just jumping ahead one moment, Phil, to you because your father and Judge Mayor Jaffe actually knew each other, didn't they? They were colleagues, um, both in the Pretoria Bar when they were advocates and, and later on the bench. What uh, was your father's first name? Louis. Louis Bayers, yeah. And so when you mentioned that to Mayer, what did he, was he amazed at it? I, I think he sort of had an idea that uh, there was a connection, um, but certainly he was, um, he was quite taken aback, yeah. Um, you know, and, and by that stage, I was so used to coincidences in inverted commas that it was water <laughs> off, my, off my back, you know. So, no, just amazing, absolutely. And then b back to you, Peter. So I contacted you. And, you know, um, they say that it's God's way of saying hello, these coincidences. And you're going to be listening to a, a YouTube towards the end of the program uh, by um, uh, Lord Jonathan Sachs, Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, on how, making friends mm -hmm. and how we need to open ourselves up to actually experience, you know, each yes. other and, and what we're all going through because we're all of one humanity. And it's a beautiful video that you'll hear. Going back then, I received this email from you or a phone call, I don't recall which, saying that you, uh, it was an email to uh -huh. say that your aunt had married Yanni Smuts. Um, General Smuts's son. Which made you a part uh, had married your, your, your mother's sister, mm -hmm. had married Yanni Smuts, which made you a part of the extended Smuts family, but you had a daughter living in Ranana. Uh, and your aunt was uh, surnamed Webster, your mother's surname was Webster, and you'd all come from Benoni. I put six and six together and made five, and I sent you an email saying, were you connected with General Neil Webster? Um, I knew General Neil Webster extremely well, uh, I had served in the Lighthouse Regiment in South Africa as a squadron commander before my retirement from the Army. Um, and Neil Webster had been a squadron commander in the Lighthouse Regiment, or the ILH as it was then, an Imperial Lighthouse, during the Second World War. Right. And was on the Regimental Council. Um, he was also patron of the Southern Cross Fund, which collected money for the boys on the border. And various Jewish communities and organizations had fundraising events and invited General Webster as the guest of honor. And 
General Webster would find me and say, Peter, I need an ADC again. Uh, and off I used to go with him. I was the, the Jewish officer that went with General Neil Webster. So that was our next connection, wasn't that, it? That was our next connection. And then I mentioned to you that because I lived in Brackpan, I was close by. I could fetch him. And you said, I'm from Brackpan. My husband's first cousins are in Brackpan. Avis, Michael, and Roy Levy all were from Brackpan. And Yvonne Levy, their mother, did you know? I said, I knew her very, very well. In fact, Michael, Avis, and Roy... And I were very, very good friends, very close friends. Um, By that stage, I might add (laughs) that I was sitting up straight thinking, no, no, you know, this is ridiculous. I mean, this can't actually be happening, that we've got all these from from Kibbutz Yohanan, Ramat Yohanan, to Philip Bayers, to... (laughs) <laughs> this now with my eye with the Websters who were, you know, totally yes. off the subject of, of going to Israel for the teal. And I hadn't at that stage thought for one moment that I was coming at that stage. But I must admit my husband and I were in Umschlange at the time and he said, This is becoming a bit weird. You know, because and then driving home I opened another email from you. What was the next thing? I'm trying to recall. Oh. There were so many things. There that were happened. so many because oh. you said you were very good friends with very, Avis yes. and Brian. Yes. And then we then mentioned, I then contacted you, Phil, to ask when you were going. And that was on our way home uh, from from Durban. And my husband said, you know what, why don't you get on? No, no, I hadn't contacted you yet. Why don't you get on the next plane and go for this teal? And I thought a wonderful opportunity. I'll visit my daughter at the same time and come for the teal. So I then got uh, Phil's number from you. And asked Phil when he was going, and we were on the same flight. And we, you and I met at your grandpa's old airport. <laughs> that would be the family airport. The family airport, yes, <laughs> at uh, Tambo, uh, Smuts Tambo. And uh, you and I met there for the first time and opened up a whole wonderful uh, Memories and connections. You know, see, I need to tell you that the, the first um, intimation I had was when Peter forwarded me your first email to him. And he sent me a copy of your mail and said, would you like to respond? And I read the mail and it was that you were a member of the extended family and that you were Yanni and Daphne's niece. And I thought, uh, yeah, I've come across this a few times in my life before. I've got more cousins I, I've never <laughs> met. Than any other family member of any other family, with the exception possibly of Mandela and Ramaphosa families. But so everyone claims you. Uh, you, uh, you have no idea. So I thought, uh, this is strange. So one of the first questions I asked you, well, excuse me, um, with the Dutch Reformed origins of the family and um, the, the Methodist current persuasions, how do you fit in as a Jew? We'll go back to that in a minute, Phil. <laughs> The best part of your day at the heart of your community. All the talk, all the music, all the news. Hi, FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson. I'm back again, and I want to actually give you our SMS number, 34519, and our studio number is 010 3020. We are discussing coincidences and the meaning in our, our synchronicity and coincidences. And I have Peter Bailey and Philip Vayers with me in the studio. If you have any questions or any comments, please send them through to us. Right, you were checking me out. You were checking my credentials out, Philip, when you got my, the email from Peter. Indeed. Um, my normal procedure would be to go via the Facebook um, Google route to find out somebody's history. And normally it's pretty good and if I don't uh, succeed at that I normally go via defense intelligence to national intelligence. <laughs> but um, You didn't find me anywhere. <laughs> such is my trust in my friend Peter. I thought well, okay, uh, we'll take this as, as at face value and that's why I said to you, you know, how, how come and you explained it all to me. So you asked um, how, how come yeah, from our Dutch origins out. we were yeah. suddenly and, 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 and very and high FM, then you and, ask. And high FM, um, and also how you know the, the Websters are, are a fairly pucker sort of colonial family. And I know that's not PC, but um, that's how they were. <laughs> um, and how did how did you, being a Jew, fit into that? Which, of course, you explained to me, and, and that's where the whole 
um, snowball started rolling because we then met uh, in your VIP lounge at the family airport that used to be. And, um, <laughs> and I also sent you some photos to prove my authenticity of our, our combined aunt and uncle. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and cousins. Um, and, and that's off to admit, of course, you went and sat in the, um, the isolated lounge with the sniffer dog parade <laughs> and um, waited to get on board the ant- antiquated aircraft. <laughs> and um, at that stage, of course, we, we were sort of finding our feet with each other and, and finding out where the, each other had come from. And, um, and as I say, that's where, that's where the ball really started rolling. Absolutely. It really did. And, and you had had a hard time getting through that, that uh, security, LL security. I remember that. It took ages. Do you remember? I, will I never think forget. it must have been the name Veyers. No, you know, I, I think it, I, th- I think it's probably my face. Um, but um, the, the guy actually said to me, "How do you how do you feel about this this intense security?" Um, which took probably twenty twenty five minutes. And I said, "Well, you know, um, you're going to get my sorry tale to Tel Aviv in one piece, and on that basis, I'm very happy that you're doing it." <laughs> right. So Peter, his sorry tale arrived. In Tel Aviv, <laughs> and you collected him at Ben Gurion. Collected him at Ben Gurion, and took, from there, from there, I took him home. And uh, and then tell me what unfolded after Philip that. Stayed, Who did you start meeting? He stayed with you, and he you stayed met. with me. And I took him to meet. The, well, the, the the very next day they had a, a luncheon. Uh, there's a Ranana lunch club that meets at the Shifta Israel Shul in Ranana, which is all South Africans. Um, and we had Phil down to speak at the lunch club. And there, of course, he met a whole range of people who came to him. This one knew his his father. Somebody else was in Rotary with his father. Somebody else used to walk up the copy in the morning with the O-Boss. Mm. Um, How and I think, amazing. I think Phil must take it from there um, because all these people spoke to him. Right? <laughs> and were you amazed at the coincidences that suddenly started unfolding in Israel for you? Absolutely astonishing. You know, the, Was it your first visit to Israel? For my first visit. Um, the when you're in a strange country, it takes some time, obviously, for you to get your mind around it and uh, find your feet. And here in the basement of the shul, um, everybody that arrived, and there are quite a number of them, would walk in and say, "How's it?" I, I, I may as well have been in Johannesburg, really. Um, <clears throat> it was, it on was, the kosher strip, <laughs> on the kosher strip, um, <clears throat> and it, it was it was a, a marvelous morning. There were so many coincidences that occurred. There, people that knew my parents, um, people that had met, the, in some cases, uh, been at the Obas's funeral, um, and it was just it's a it's a wonderful thing, and I'm very lucky in that regard to so often speak to. Um, to people, it's, it's like preaching to the converted. I don't have to convince them. They already have the interest and, and just, in fact, want to enhance their knowledge of both the Obas um, in the South African context and the Obas and in the Israeli context along with Chaim, uh, with Chaim Weizmann. So it, it's, that was a, a wonderful experience for me. It really was. And, and um, it was a great day. I signed a couple of books even, um, Richard Stone's books that Peter, Peter mentioned, Richard, a little while ago. Um, and um, I just had to print below that um, I wasn't the author uh, <laughs> or the subject. I was just, um, by happenstance of birth, uh, a three-generation descendant. <laughs> and, Peter, then you and I have had many synchronistic uh, happenings since then. Yes. I have been back to Israel again, and you very kindly took me all around. And I also, that that. Uh, Teal that we went on, I met many people and connected with a lot of people then as well. So, do you want to mention? You know, the, the coincidences are so many. Um, I mean, one of the things you said to me when when we met, uh, I have regards for you from Brian Weinberg. Right. I said, My gosh, Brian Weinberg, where do you come to Brian Weinberg, who was one of my friends? From Breckpan, from the East Rand, the whole Weinberg family, Brian's parents, a father and uncles, had all come from Breckpan. Um, and there was a further connection. And Rabbi Bokov, uh, your very good friend at Linksfield Shul, my rabbi. was my rabbi at, uh, at Pine Street Shul for many years. And we had a wonderful, wonderfully friendly relationship. He and was, then my friend Wendy Hendler and her husband, Rabbi well, Hendler, well, you also knew. Wendy Hendler, of course, is the granddaughter of Reverend Altshuler. Right. Who, who from Brackban, who taught me my bar mitzvah. 
Um, and Wendy Hendler's mother grew up in Brackpan. Yeah, that's um, right. So the, the coincidences are there. Ron Hendler, of course, annually delivered the, uh, the act of homage at the uh, Jewish Ex-Service League memorial service held every year between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Um, and he delivers this service in memory of South African Jews who've fallen in the defense of mm. South Africa oh, and he? of Israel. Mm. Um, and Ron and I became very close in that regard. So that was so. another connection that you and I had. And then um, we, you, you actually arranged a visit for me, which was quite amazing because we were supposed to meet with Benny Penzik. Do you remember? Yes. I and do Benny remember. had come back from, from Britain and he was ill. He had got sick on the plane yes. or something. So you said, never mind, I'll organize another interview for you. And you took me to Herzl Katz, Advocate Herzl Katz. That's correct. I took you on a bit of a circuitous route. <laughs> I missed the turnoff on the new 531 highway and we had a bit of a tour. Nonetheless, we and got a long there. chat. <laughs> Nonetheless, we got there in time. I need to discover that Herzl had. Diarized the meeting for the wrong day. We found him and Herzl came to the office and we sat down to chat. And then the very first amazing coincidence occurred. I mentioned to Herzl, I said, like you, Sue's family come from Benoni. And he said, oh, who do you know from Benoni? And you said, Lola. Leia Kahanovitz. Leia Kahanovitz. Now, now, you didn't say Leia, you said the Kahanovitz. He said, which Kahanovitz? Mm. And it turned out that this was his sister. Right. And, and he almost fell off his chair. He was, he was actually so emotional. And I think from a serendipity perspective or a synchronicity perspective, I think this brought it home so strongly. Yeah, was this man emotionally touched by somebody who he had just met, who had come to him on a totally unrelated issue to discuss the Ochberg orphans. And suddenly he finds somebody with his commonality with his sister, with his sister. who he hasn't seen for a number of years. Mm -hmm. So, and I had met him at uh, at which we had both forgotten actually until I suddenly uh, remembered that he had been at his sister's ninetieth birthday, and I was there too. And he had actually given a talk. So that was fantastic that that meeting. And then you put me in contact with Benny. I've got Benny will come on the show and everything. But Phil. You introduced Phil to some amazing people, Joel and Beryl Klotnik, and who else? Because you, you have become friends with them. Um, very dear friends. Uh, Rob and Joel Hyde, Eric Glick. Um, there are mem uh, a number, but I need to just uh, go back a couple of steps. The very fact that I received that WhatsApp message from Peter, um, from Sharon and me in Centurion, that was synchronicity in its, own, in its own way. The fact that we had known each other previously, that we had this military commonality, um, and that he was um, a fan of the Obas, that in itself. But what I want to say as well is that Peter and Jeannie are the two most gracious, generous hosts the world has ever known. Particularly when you have a troublesome visitor such as I, um, they really are just the two of the very best. <laughs> I want to say as well, though, that we both have this uh, fascination with history, but Peter's taken it to a very different level to where I'm at. I'm, I read history, and I try to understand it. Um, but Peter, um, in Peter, the South African Jews, the Israeli Jews, Israel itself, and South Africa have a highly competent and very authoritative historian who does very aston astonishing research work and publishes widely and with great authority. Um, and that, I think, is to all our benefits. Absolutely. And in that, please just remember that Peter will be at the Great Park Synagogue tomorrow night at 7.30, launching his book, Street Names in Israel. Uh, it's really worth, uh, worth coming to that. I'll be with him there and we'll be chatting. But to come back to your original question, um, I have seen Joel and Beryl subsequently. They were in Johannesburg recently and we had an absolutely delightful lunch. I find them absolutely charming. I really do. I'm extremely fond of them, as I am of, of Rob and Jill. So there was um, a coincidence and a synchronistic meeting that actually had meaning for you. A huge meaning. And then they've also <coughs> opened up other channels for them, for you, haven't you, haven't they? Because you then met other people through them. I've met um, the, the Feltmans. Yes, um, which Feltmans? 
this is um, I'm trying to think of the Piri, Piri, Piri. Oh, Piri that's right. Yes. Yeah. And they're from Paris, they're, from the other. I was end going of the world. to say yes. they're from that side of town, <laughs> right. right? Quite right. Um, and it's, it's just been so incredibly rewarding for me. Um, for me, um, I, I have a moral in life um, that life is a people business, but too few people understand that. And you'll hear um, that from Rabbi Kath, Rabbi. Sex just it's now. It's all about people. Absolutely. And it's those connections and opening ourselves up to the differences in people, quite Absolutely. honestly. And Peter, you've also put our best ambassador here, you know, on your, the, the left of you, Philip, who's our great uh, Christian Zionist ambassador to Israel and South yes. Africa. Um, you have actually put him in touch also with the certain programs yes. on radio programs but phil just mention a few that you're already involved with i need to just get my reference here um, <laughs> this is how he actually this is this is full what the synchronicity and the coincidences coming through from israel i, I want to just add that, that phil has become one of our wonderful ambassadors for israel he has um yeah i, I belong to an organization called truth be told and our objective is to tell the truth about israel mm-hmm. we 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 do Israel advocacy in the press. We do advoca- Israel advocacy by means of letters, by communicating in various ways. And Philip fits in absolutely with what we are doing. So apart from him just being related to his grandfather, he is now related to the greater uh, Jewish cause, isn't he? Uh, absolutely, exactly as his, fa- his mm. grandfather was. It, well, it is. It's actually, yes. to me, there's synchronicity in that, to tell you the truth. Question. Um, I, I identify completely, and I must say that I get personally very angry um, when there are criticisms, the Cape Town water situation. The fact that Israel offered mm. um, desalination plants, which um, they say Cape Town turned down. It wasn't Cape Town. It was government. Um, but what, what I do, I'm on a mailing list for United with Israel, World Israel News, <laughs> Israel Today, Israel in South Africa. Um, <laughs> and, I, I'm, and it all fascinates me. I, yeah. And I've just told him to go into J Post. And Peter, you mentioned another site. The what Israel Forever Foundation. Yes, the Israel <laughs> Forever Foundation. And, and I'm, I'm just fascinated by it all, you know. And and this just didn't happen on its own. It wasn't just that I had an affection or a, a predilection for for um, something like this. So this is this is Peter, and Joel, and and Rob, um, who actually introduced me to this in such a manner. That it actually, that the, the the seed was germinated in my mind. Um, now you know there's a there's a Hebrew saying hashgacha um, as pretty. Do you know that Hebrew saying? It's coincidences, and apparently in Israel there is there is a a feeling that often your intuition, if you allow it to flow to open. Things do flow. And I have found that certainly that in Israel, my intuition and my, the synchronicity of events is heightened. So much so that uh, my daughter Shira and I were once at the Kotel. We pick up on each other's thoughts often without saying it. And we had someone sitting in between us at the Kotel at the Western Wall. And I didn't say anything. And suddenly she said, I said to her, I have, I've taken them. And the person sitting in the front, in the middle of us said, what are you talking about? I said, she's just asked me if I took my medication <laughs> this morning. She said she didn't say a word to you. Now, Shira had been thinking, I must ask mom if she's <laughs> taken her medication. And, you know, we, we and that no. is, it's not the first time. So I think once you allow that feeling to flow into your life, you actually do start picking up on those synchronicities. You know, with the synchronicity, and it, it's coming to, back to mind now, uh, having, Phil, Phil having mentioned Joel Klotnik, uh, Joel and I, in the 1970s, used to meet on a regular basis uh, the Jewish communal, communal quiz. We were both quiz participants. In South Africa. In South Africa, in Johannesburg. Joel was occasionally the quiz master. I was occasionally the quiz master. But we met regularly at these quiz events. Communal, I don't know if they still have them in Johannesburg, but they were very, we used to attract a lot of people. And it was great. And then I lost touch with Joel for years and years and years. Our paths just never, ever crossed. And then 2014 was, of course, uh, Operation Protective Edge in Israel when Hamas was firing all these thousands of rockets indiscriminately all over Israel. Um, 
And when this was all over, Telfed arranged a visit to the south, to the Gaza periphery. There are a lot of kibbutzim and moshavim that were started by South Africans, and a lot of South Africans live there. And we did a solidarity visit to them, to sympathize with them and to learn what they had encountered and what they'd been through. And on the bus, I met or re-met Joel Klotnik. Oh, wow, is that so... And did you reconnect immediately? We reconnected, and the first question he asked me, of course, was, do you play clubbios? I said, yes. He said, well, you're in the clubbios school. <laughs> and, and So had he made Aliyah before he you? He made Aliyah two years prior to me. When did you, when did you uh, go? Four years prior to me. I went in 2013, August 2013. And that, of course, is how I met Joel Klotnik, and that's how Philip came to meet Joel Klotnik uh-huh. as a result of all that. And f- Joel then phoned me after this teal, uh, the solidarity visit, and said to me, did you enjoy the teal? I said, it was fantastic. He said, why don't you and I get together and start arranging teal? Let me tell Fed's name to take people all over Israel. Mm. And so the teal to Ramat Yochanan was one of the culminations of, of our meeting on the solidarity wow. visit. look at that, how it's so actually it flowing. All, it's all just flowing together, when, isn't when, it? When you look back, it's as if it was a pathway that was designed to have a certain ending and, and reach a certain spot. And that is exactly what I think uh, synchronicity is. Um, I have to agree with you, but you have to take that path. You know, sometimes a whisper can come in and you ignore it. And then it gets a little bit louder, you ignore it again, until it's almost hammering in your ear. And you can still choose to ignore it, or you can take that path. And sometimes it's easier not to take the path, because you don't. it's quite scary sometimes, and it can be frightening. Other times you take that path, and it leads you to unbelievable vistas out there, Absolutely. doesn't it? You know, then the other amazing coincidence, that, well, it's not coincidence, um, the rabbis will tell you there's no such thing as coincidence. Mm. It's something that has to happen. Um, it's an order of the I, universe. I had never met Herzl Katz. And I got a phone call one day from this chap said, my name is Herzl Katz, and I would like to have coffee with you. We, we're going to be listening. We're going to stop for an advert and then got Rabbi uh, Sachs. If you hear a few hesitations between his sentences, it is part of the YouTube. Just carry on listening. We haven't made a mistake. Enough of hate. Enough of divisions, enough of war and violence in God's name. We have caused too many tears. The time has come for us to stand together. Let us stand together. At the beginning of the Bible, we are told how God created every human being in his image according to his likeness. Now we know that no two human beings are alike. So what the Bible is telling us is that even somebody who is not in my image, whose language, whose culture, whose creed, whose traditions are different from mine, is nonetheless in God's image. The Bible is challenging me to see a trace of God in the face of a stranger. And that is how religion should lead us to extend our imaginative embrace and our hand of friendship across the boundaries between faiths. God is so much bigger than any of us in our particular tradition can comprehend. It is by coming to see that trace of God in the face of a stranger that faith allows us to come together across all the barriers that otherwise divide us. Coming to know leaders of other faiths, Christian, Muslim, Sikh, Hindu, Buddhist, Jain, Zoroastrian, Baha'i, and so many others, you begin to realize the number of different ways people have a sense of the same things that inspire us. The sense of the holy, the sublime, the sanctity of life, what makes each individual precious, the idea of hospitality, the idea of working for the welfare of others. All of these things we do, but we do in such different ways. 
So the more I encounter people of other faiths, the more ways I realize that we can be true to something within us that is bigger than all of us. And that is the way different faiths give us so much wider perspective on the way God works through the human spirit. In Judaism, we have a wonderful idea. It's called arguments for the sake of heaven. Because Judaism is all about arguments. Abraham, Moses, Jeremiah, Job all argue with God. In the writings of our sages, it's always Rabbi X says this and Rabbi Y says that. This is a wonderful idea. Arguments for the sake of heaven. This means that we hear many different views, many different opinions. And when we do this, our grasp of the truth expands as we realize how many individual strands there are in the tapestry of faith, how many different languages there are in which human beings come together to pray to and give their thanks to God. When we realize the complex harmonies of the divine choral symphony as we as humanity sing our praises to our creator. It is that diversity that means that our vision of God becomes ever wider the more differences it embraces. That was Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. He wasn't quite finished, but isn't that an amazing um, analogy of what we're actually talking about? You know, embracing each other, embracing our different cultures, and actually learning and growing from every single encounter that we have. And But it, once again, it's back to what you said about the path. The path is our choice. Mm-hmm. So we always have that choice. Do we want to remain insular and just st- stick with our own? But I don't think any of us in this room here do that. I think we all <laughs> reach out and try our best to connect with other people. Do you agree, Peter? Absolutely. absolutely. And you, Phil, what do you think? I agree 100%. What a fine message and what a wonderful voice. In my next life, I'd like to speak something like that. Um, but I, I want to, if I may, Sue, just relate to you a story. Yesterday, I addressed the Women in Touch Club at Jaffa in Pretoria, which is run by Shelley Lifshitz and Sonia Gordon. And I touched on what South Africans had done um, for Israel and contributed to what Israel is from 1917 until the present day. And I mentioned um, the 1947 war um, and part played by Sid Cohen, Smokey Simon, and um, um, Judge Peter. Do you remember? <laughs> It'll come to me. Yeah, I, right. I knew him well. Right. Um, but I, last night got um, got a, uh, an email from Mr. Mendel Cohen, who knew my father back in Round Table days, and he was an attorney and my father an advocate, and he knew me as a child. Um, and he was saying to me that he he was a, a Machal um, volunteer in 1947. And when I mentioned Smokey Simon's name, um, he wasn't there. His wife was there. Um, Mr. Cohen's wife was there. He sent me a mail to say he has known Smokey Simon extremely well since 1947. Mm. And would I like him to um, to pass a message to to Mr. Simon? Judge Cis- uh, Cis- Cis- Margo. <laughs> right, okay. My mind is old and the solar panels aren't working. Um, and I said, yeah, well, how fantastic. We've never met. I haven't had the privilege. Um, but just from the great-grandson of, of the Obas, um, uh, my hugest respects to, to an icon. And he's still revered, as we know, in, in Israel today, Smokey Simon. But that's, that's another city of coincidence. Some that knew me as a child and not uh. many that survive. Um, but once again, you opened that up to allowing yourself to then make contact. Absolutely, yeah. You, you know, you yeah. could have just thought, oh, that's a coincidence. Well, you know, that's it. But you haven't. You've actually opened another channel there. I find it all fascinating. I really do. Uh-huh. It enriches me as a human being. And I think that's what this universal, our universal pathway is. Mm. It's that fascination of, of what actually is happening. Einstein said that, you know, it's particles coming together. 
And if you think about synchronicity and coincidences, that's exactly what it is. It's all these particles coming together to make a whole. But often you only it's only when you're looking back that you realize where it started from. And as we said, it started with Peter. With, with, Peter. with Joel, yes, with, with, with Joel. And Joel, yeah. absolutely. Going to, back to, to you. To, going back to Herzl Ketz, I, mm. I went to have coffee with Herzl, find my way to Herzliya. Um, <laughs> you did? And he said to me, do I know anything about Isaac Ochberg? And at that stage, I knew a little bit. I said, yes. He said, would you like to join the Ochberg Heritage Committee? Which I did. And I met this wonderful man, Benny Penzik, who is a unique Ochberg, uh, Ochberg descendant. His mother and his father were both Ochberg orphans, which makes him very unique. Absolutely, having both parents like that. I then arranged a visit to the Ochberg Memorial Park for a group of South Africans, a teal. And the Ochberg Memorial Park is quite an amazing place. It's a, it's a sort of oval raised uh, area. And there's a plaque with the name of each Ochberg orphan going all the way around as you walk. Now, because, and it happens in Jewish history, people change their surnames very regularly. They have the original birth name, the name they took in South Africa. Some of them were adopted, hmm. the, what their adoptive names became. So there's a complete history there. And I was amazed to discover that Benny Penzik's aunt, his father's sister, had married my late father's brother, Gosh. Uh, uncle. Wow. So I had this connection suddenly with Ochberg. Oh, and you and never walked, had it before. I didn't know about it. And I walked a little bit further and there I saw the name Les Walchuk. Hello, this is Sue Jackson and we actually are, uh, time is going so quickly. I have Peter Bailey with me and Philip Bayers and we're talking about connections and synchronicity and you were saying that you'd awesome. got involved with the Ochberg orphan and you'd gone there and you'd picked up these names. I picked up the name, first of all, was uh, Mindel Penzik, who was married to my father's uncle. And then I came across Les Walchuk, who was married to my father's first cousin. So there was uh, your connection after all. I found this amazing connection and realized that that was why I was on the Ochberg Heritage Committee. In the first place. And going back on the Ochberg, don't forget, it was General Smuts who actually allowed those orphans to come into South Africa uh, in the first absolutely. place. So the there's your connection again. Absolutely. The circles close all the time. It, it really <laughs> does. And, you know, um, uh, Einstein also said... Uh, that he sometimes felt that this was, he referred to these sort of coincidences as spooky action at a distance. <laughs> but you, Phil, have just mentioned holism. See, the, the Obas had a philosophy, and he published a book called Holism in Evolution, um, if memory serves, in 1921. But the, the two, for me, um, I've tried to read it, and I've got to page three. Um, <laughs> it, it just goes flying straight over my head. Um, two of the tenets that, that he uh, presumes are, one, that everything in life is, is connected. There's an interconnectivity between everything. The other thing he uh, says is that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And if you – both of those are, in fact, in, in fact applicable to what we're talking about Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Coincidence and synchronicity. You know? And um, it, it's, it's just that he, he, had the, he saw a, a greater picture. A macro-sized picture rather than a micro-sized little frame. And um, that's what's happening to, to me. My whole is greater for the contacts and the friendships. And I say friendships very deliberately. Uh, Peter, Joel, uh, Rob. Um, and and they, are, they are dear friendships. They really are. They're very important to me, um, even though they're only five months old. But that has enriched me. It's made me as a whole greater. There's no question about it. And that is very interesting because I think sometimes this is what synchronicity does do. It takes us into an area that moves us, that brings meaning into our lives. 
and you have found that meaning in friend, in those friendships. Absolutely. Now, sometimes you need years and years to get to that level of friendship. But here, it was in a very short while, which is that, mm-hmm. you know, that Paolo Kula says, coincidence is the language of the stars. For some th- something to happen, so many forces have to be put into action. According to the ancient alchemists and to the physicists of today, Everything is just one thing only. So we're back to holism and that unbelievable connection. Well, mentioning Einstein and Smuts in the same breath, uh, Einstein said of Jan Smuts, uh, there are only three people in the world that actually fully understand the theory of relativity. And Jan Smuts was one of those three. Mm -hmm. I don't recall who the third one was, but it was Einstein, Jan Smuts, and a third person. Gosh, is that so? Yes, that's, that's amazing. Uh, I don't know if you were aware of that, Philip. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what? So these friendships and these connections actually keep growing. So they're going to grow and go on and on and on, Phil, throughout your life, my life, Peter's life, to which I'm incredibly grateful. Peter, what what do you feel about Actually being in South Africa, making contact again with people. It's, it's wonderful seeing the old friends, but I must be honest, it's very different to the South Africa I knew. I don't say it's better. I don't say it's worse. It's certainly different. Um, it's, a, it's a new kaleidoscope of color here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly changed enormously. Um, I love South Africa and I love Israel. Um, and it's a very strange uh, pull on emotions. Being back, I haven't been back for four years, yeah. um, and I really, I'm, uh, I'm loving it here. It's and you're going to be opening yourself up then to experiences coming in. Uh, Phil, is there anything you would just like to say before we wrap up? Just that it's wonderful to be back in uh, what is my first radio home and almost my second home. <laughs> um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity again, and um, how wonderful it is to see you, Coz. And, and a very dear friend of mine, Peter. Uh, and it's been wonderful having both of you. You're both coming back to me for lunch, which is great. And, Peter, you're going to collect Rita. Rita, just remember, he's fetching you. Next Tuesday night, a uh, Tuesday morning on my show at 10 a.m., I've got Brian Greenblatt, a life coach and a hypnotherapist, and we will be discussing becoming the best person we can become. Um, we're going to be ending with um, a song, Brave, um, by, by Sarah Bareilles. No, no, actually, I think it's the Maccabees. And I think that's what this world requires of us, to be brave. And also what um, I would like to just end with what Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs said, that the soul speaks to soul across all boundaries that divide us. May we all be united and interconnected. Thank you so much, both of you. Amen. Amen to that, (laughs) absolutely.